Ho, 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 and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend facing me this evening, Mr. Paul Levy. Good to be back together in the same room. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 126. It's been another pretty quiet week, uh, I think it's fair to say, but we've got a small matter of the FA Vars game at local side Haringey Borough to discuss. We've also got a few messages from some well-known friends of the show, so let's not keep you waiting any longer. Let's kick off today's show with our first guest message. Hi everyone, Matt Porter here, just wishing you all a very happy Christmas and all the best for a happy and healthy 2018. Thanks for all your support over the last six months or so since the takeover. Appreciate it. It's been a challenging time for everyone involved with the club, but we're very grateful for all your backing and we're looking forward to repaying that in bucket loads next year so thanks again and have a wonderful time so that was the first message of the evening coming in from Matt Porter so a massive thank you to Matt Porter for sending us that message yeah. there are plenty more throughout this bumper episode so stay tuned don't go anywhere make yourself a nice cup of tea or coffee in your lovely Orient Outlook mugs so good one as always we'll crack on with the supporters club updates just the one trip to tell you about this, this Saturday the 23rd of December away to Maidstone Coaches leave the ground at half past 11 for a match that kicks off at 3pm. Cost for this one is £22 for adults and £19 for concessions with the £3 surcharge to non-members of the supporters club. And please remember that cost does not include your match day ticket. To book for this one now, you'll have to call the travel line on 077-22-135-970. And Christmas time is the time to be merry. And as always, the Supporters Club is holding their Christmas beer festival, so you can be even more merry. That's on Friday, the 22nd of December. It's free to get in. There's free mince pies. There's loads of beers. So if you're free, get yourself down there and have a very special time down the Supporters Club on Friday evening. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we didn't get a, um, a trust update from last week, so we've got a bumper one for you this week. And this just really highlights the extent of the great work that the Trust do. So thanks very much to to Howard uh, for this update. So on Saturday the 2nd of December, the Fans for Diversity Hub was used by a group called Chudo, who are, and I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, so apologies, uh, they're a traditional Russian-Ukrainian school who are based at SCORE for their autumn celebrations with performances by the children and lots of traditional food. Check out their Facebook page for more details. And Chudo is spelled C H U D O. Well done, there, Mr. Levy. Thank On you. The Tuesday, 5th of December, the O's Community Liaison Officer, Howard Gould, was very pleased to take up the invitation to be judged from First Give, which is a charity that works in partnership with secondary schools to help young people to give their time, tenacity, and talents to improve their local communities. So these were the final presentations in the school competition that included a prize of £1,000 being handed over to a local charity. The First Give programme is delivered through a fully resourced scheme of work that is interactive and student-led. And this year, Hines Park School in Chinkford were the hosts, judging alongside Amanda Gray, who's the director at Wipers Youth Charity, and Yemi Osho, who's the mayor of the LBWF. The winners of the cheque were the Alzheimer's Society, thanks to a superb presentation by Class 9F2. So well done, Class well done, yeah. 9F2. Sounds like you smashed it. Yeah, it does. On the 7th of December, young goalkeepers Charlie Granger and Sam Sargent paid a visit to the elderly residents at Doreen Capstan House in Leytonstone to join in with their weekly boccia session. 
The Extra Time project began over eight years ago and the players have followed in the footsteps of previous O's such as Sammy Moore, Jack Payne, Liam Kelly, Callum Kennedy, Alex Revel, and Ben Chorley to name but a few. That's going back some years. Yeah, wow. At the same time, at Copper Mill School in Walthamstow, George Elakobi and Jamie Summers White were joining the Year 6 students as part of the Primary School's Reading Challenge with the players stating the importance of resilience as well as going head-to-head in a rhyme battle with each having only seconds to say a word that rhymed with the word before with Jamie coming out on top on this occasion beating Mr Elikobi. So well done, well done. Uh, Jamie Sandals White. Yeah, on Tuesday the 12th of December the highly successful mental health project Coping Through Football held its second annual Christmas luncheon at the Douglas Eyre Centre in Coppermill Lane, Walthamstow. Prizes were awarded to some some participants of the scheme for their achievements throughout the year and special guest presenters included Kent Teague, Martin Ling, Alex Lawless, Trust CEO Neil Taylor and London Playing Fields Foundation Chairman Alex Walsh. On the evening of 13th December, the Fans for Diversity Hub situated in the east end of the stadium was hosted Tom Taylor from Kick It Out who presented a 45-minute workshop to young students from Willowfield School in Walthamstow representing the O's and the girls under 14's football team from Dagenham and Redbridge. This collaborative event was the first between the clubs to celebrate unity over the festive period and to show that although adversaries on the pitch, clubs can come together in a stand against all forms of discrimination and in support of diversity. The walking football teams from both clubs will also go head-to-head in a penalty shootout competition to take place during the half-time breaks of both games between the teams over the Christmas period. So if you're at the games, please make sure you give them a cheer at half-time. So that's at both games. The walking football teams will have a penalty shootout cool. against each other. I mean, there's more to say about the trust, but that's a superb piece of work. I 100% right agree, yeah, 100%. Uh, on Thursday the 14th, it saw the annual visits to both Whips Cross Hospital and Homerton Hospital taking place with David Mooney, Charlie Lee, Matt Harold, and Jamie Sendles-White, joined by mascot Theo visiting the Acorn Children's Ward at Whips Whilst Joby McEnough and Romy Bocco were at the straight, uh, sorry, at the Starlight Ward at Homerton before being joined by Joe Widdison and moving on to their regional neurological rehab unit to chat and have photos with patients. Some of those gifts were left behind with, with smile, with the smiles, and we all. Sorry, I didn't read that really well at all. Some of those gifts were left behind with the smiles and we wish all a very happy Christmas and a speedy recovery. Yeah, lots of photos of that activity Loads. on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Well worth a look at to see just how good that event was. So the last part of the Trust Update is today, Sunday, the 17th of December. Saw the Theo's Junior Supporters Christmas Party in the gallery with all the squad present and a mention for Theo's Xmas Football Special, which takes place at the Score Centre on Thursday, the 21st of December from 10am to 3pm with some of our young O's players popping into chat and sign autographs. So details on how to book are on the Trust website or you can book by calling 0208 Seven three. Thank you to everyone at the Trust for an uber update. I mean, you can just see in those two weeks how much work has gone in yeah. uh, to the community. It's great to see. And we've also got a lovely message coming up from uh, Liaison Community Officer, Mr. Howard Gould. Hi, everyone. And it's a massive happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas from everyone at the Trust. Wishing you all good health and happiness for 2018 and, of course, success for our frustrating but wonderful Leighton Orient. Up the O's. 
So thank you there to Howard for everything he's done uh, for the podcast over the last year. And a massive well done to everyone at the Trust for the great work uh, over the past year. And good luck to Phil Smith, who leaves the Trust, having taken up the role of Chief Executive of the Northampton Town FC Trust. So a great move there for Phil and Leighton Orient's Trust loss is Northampton Town's trust game. Yep, absolutely. Um, also, if you are still out there doing your Christmas shopping and looking for a bit of a, uh, a stocking filler or as a general gift, uh, people asking you what they uh, what you can get them or what they can get you, but you're not quite sure, then make sure you get one of our wonderful uh, podcast mugs. <laughs> uh, you can get one by emailing us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. You can send us a message on Facebook. Just search Facebook for Orient Outlook Podcast. You can DM us on Twitter, uh, which is uh, at Orient Outlook, or you can uh, message us through Instagram if you want to, which is orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. Um, otherwise, if you see us at a game, it's not just for Christmas. These no. are for life. These mugs. Yeah, so, I like it. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll be selling them um, straight after. They are quite limited, so um, please don't hang around uh, with that. But uh, yeah, we have some mugs. They are fantastic. People are already using them yeah. and tweeting us pictures of them as well. Yeah. So if you receive yours this week, please send us uh, a tweet or a photo uh, if you can. That'd be great to see. So moving on to a quiet week that wasn't so Monday. The 11th of December, Alex Lawless is included in the National League's Team of the Week following his performance against Sutton. So a big well done there to Alex. So moving on then, with Tuesday the 12th of December, it was James Dayton's birthday, so wishing him a very happy 29th birthday. Yeah, and then Wednesday the 13th of December, a quiet day in Orient Outlook Podcast Towers as a few mug orders were processed and placed and Dean Bill tweeted late in the evening saying... Not to us, just generally, saying thank you for your support and I'm grateful for the chance to play for such a great club, Leighton Orient FC. Been a crazy few months in a few different roles, so Dean kind of sums it all up there. So mm. you said it, Dean, but Dean's been superb, I'd he say, has. In, you know, last two games. And obviously we'll come on uh, to the third game. You know what we haven't done in about five minutes? <laughs> We've not played a message. So let's crack on and let's get some players from, let's get some messages from some players. So first up, we've got club captain... Mr. Charlie Lee was recovering from his injury and Charlie's got a quick message for everyone. Hi, this is Charlie Lee and I'd like to wish everyone at Orient Outlook a very happy Christmas. So that was Charlie there keeping it short and sweet and you know, we'd like to wish Charlie the same. We look forward to seeing him back in a Leighton Orient shirt sooner rather than later. And someone else who's returning very soon, Mr. George Elakobi, who's always got something to say. So let's listen to what George has got to say to everyone. Hi, I'm George Elakobi here. Just want to wish you guys the Orient Outlook a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and also a Merry Christmas to the Orient fans and a Happy New Year. Enjoy your festive period. Thank you. And thanks very much to Charlie Long who was able to sort that out for us. Really appreciate your help with that, sir. Yeah, and there will obviously be more messages throughout the episode, so don't go anywhere. So Thursday, 14th of December, another quiet day to report for the O's. It's almost like we have a normal functioning football club proper going club. on yeah we have a proper who club would have thought? Uh, so moving on then we are now at Mooney Friday which is the 15th of December and late in the afternoon the club announced that Michael Clark has joined National League side sorry National League Southside East Thurrock United uh, on loan for just one month to go and get some experience and to get some match, match sharpness yeah, so, so good, good luck to you good luck to him he's played a bit for the first in this season done quite well when he played he was very good in I the, thought he was uh, solid very good in the FA Cup replay against Lagan Redbridge at home, especially had a great game made of vital block. So Michael's one of the younger players at the club. We've obviously got a good relationship with some of the older players. 
who were at the club, including ex-club captain John Mackey and Super Kevin Lisby. So without further ado, let's get some more messages going. And this is John Mackey. Wishing all those fans a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope Santa brings you loads of free points and plenty of clean sheets. Love, Mackey. So that was John Mackey there wishing you all a happy Christmas. Cheer up, John. It's Christmas time, mate. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't want John to come around here and no, bash my head in. Absolutely not. So that was Mackey. And coming up now, Mr. Super Kevin Lisby. Hello, this is Kevin Lisby. Just like to take a minute out to wish all the listeners of Orient Outlook Podcast a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May things look up and maybe we start climbing up a table. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, that was Super that was Kevin Lisby. So thank you to Super Kevin Lisby. Thank you to Mackie. Thank you to everyone so far. And more messages to come later on during the podcast. So moving on in, it's match day already, Saturday the 16th of December. So the under-18s were in action in the morning. And thanks to app down underscore south, who tweeted us the following. He said, the under-18s lost 1-0 to table-topping MK Dons this morning. Their goal was their only shot on target and it came from a second-half penalty. Orient dominated most of the game and were lucky not to come away with at least a point. So it sounds like we were quite unlucky there. And thanks for your tweet there uh, at down underscore south. Who was at that match? Yep, absolutely. And then in the afternoon, we travelled the short way round the North Circular to Harringay Borough. We're in the FA Trophy uh, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the team lined up with Dean Brewer in goal. Judd and Garlock, Coulson and Woodleson were our defence. Lawless, Clay, McEnough and Dayton across the middle with two up top uh, lined up with Mooney and Bond. Substitutes, Charlie Granger, Happy, Sendles White, Karoma and Harold. Yeah, so two changes from the starting lineup versus Sutton. Josh <laughs> Coulson and David Mooney came into the team with Coulson starting his first game since the 23rd of September as Dan Happy and Matt Harold dropped to the bench. So your views on that one, Mr Levy? Yeah, full strength side. Uh, very impressive, really. It shows yeah. Justin's taking the game really seriously. I thought he might use this as an opportunity to use some of the younger players in this game or some of those that haven't Agreed. had as much game time. Although there is an importance here, I get now why he didn't do that because he wants the consistency yeah. to get to get to see the, the his first choice team. Um, so I guess as, as with all games, let's see how this goes. Yeah, I agree with you there. Stronger team than I expected. Good to see Colson starting in what should be a routine game in defence. Uh, good to see Mooney start in a game where he should score a few goals for fun. So obviously that's written before the game kicks off. Yeah. So obviously we've mentioned him as being in the squad lineup. Mr McCauley Bond, the O's top goal scorer this season. He wants to wish everyone a Merry Christmas as well. Yeah, so let's get that on. It's McCauley Bond. I uh, just want to wish everyone at the Orient Outlook and all the Orient fans a very Merry Christmas. Cool. Cheers, Short McCauley. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Top yeah. one. So you was at the match, so I'll let you do most of the talking. Okay, okay. So five minutes were on the clock and there was a goal. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. We were standing there and it was all, it was, it was, you know, just a few minutes in, but then a, a, a really good ball got, got put through. And then number seven, uh, Adeyemi, I can't remember, yeah, Michael yeah. something or yeah. other. And he basically whips in behind Joe Widdison, gone, done. And, and then he's bearing in on, on Dean Brill and he smashes it low and hard into the bottom corner. And, and, at risk of sounding uh, like a dissenting voice, which I, I don't intend to be, I thought I don't think you should be being beaten. I've seen plenty of as, as a goalkeeper. You mean? I've seen plenty of goalkeepers being beaten at their near post. The rule of thumb is that goalkeepers shouldn't be beaten at their near post. But he was. It put them ahead. They were jubilant. I bet they were. Yeah. We were all as fans bemoaning. Here we go again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're just thinking like, how is this actually going to play out? 
So a terrible start in it. David 12 Lloyd tweeted us something similar by saying if that was Granger, he'd be getting slated into the middle of next week. So we found ourselves, like you said, a goal down early on. And it sounded like Haringey's wide players were giving us real big problems. Yeah, I spoke to Tom Luitsu, their manager in the clubhouse afterwards, and that's what he intended to do was to to use his width and and, yeah. and to do that. But he also commented that that number seven is like a speed... I don't know if I should be saying this out loud, but he's like a speedboat without a steering wheel. Without much direction. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. And he, and he was he was causing lots of problems, actually. Um, but then in the 16th minute, David Mooney chest down for Macaulay Bond and he volleyed over uh, from close range uh, and uh, also fired over again two minutes later after N'Gala... Uh, knocked it down uh, from the free kick so sort of two opportunities in, yeah. in quick succession there you probably argue that yeah you should be getting them on target and the 20th minute in something that from what I see should have been put on target should have really been level was Dane crossed in for Mooney uh, who gets ahead of his man so it sounds like he had a free header but put the header wide was that a fair reflection yeah of that he, sh- he should have really done I think right. a bit better there uh, he really he really at least made the keeper work as a minimum um, but it wasn't an easy effort, I guess, on reflection. But you know, arguably, you need to be taking those yeah. chances, especially when you won down. Absolutely, yeah. So disappointing yeah. there that Murray didn't get off the score sheet. And after a good spell since the goal, we kind of let Harrogate back in. It seemed to we had quite a few chances there, and then Harrogate started to come back into the game. I don't think we were that good themselves. in the first half, to be no? quite frank. No, we we were quite poor. We, you know, Judd was being given a hard time on the right. Widdison was being given a hard time on the left. Um, uh, Alex and, and Craig weren't bossing the game they weren't really grabbing that game by the horns and really bossing it or anything Dayton was really quiet Joby was trying to be a bit more industrious and I think a bit more yeah, came yeah. through him um, but but uh, Moon's obviously had that effort and McCauley uh, was, was chasing stuff down and, and using his usual energy um, so yeah it was a bit of a well, one of those sort of halves again unfortunately but in the 32nd minute David Mooney flicked it to Dayton uh, who shoots at Harris and, and, and he saves it uh, quite well yeah quite a key moment in the game I think this one 34th minute is it was almost two for Harry Gaz. McDonald turns Judd and had a low effort. Brill does really well to save. There's quite a few tweets saying Brill done well. Got down if, if that goes in, it's 2 0. Correct. It's a completely different game you're looking at. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people shouting, like, come on, the boy, you know, shouting at the players, like, you need to be better yeah. than that. It's, it was really a bit frustrating, actually. Uh, but then in the 36th minute, Mooney and Gordon clashed in the box. Mooney went down, but players waved on and no penalties given. Anything um, on it? No? I didn't. I don't really remember that bit, to Fine. be honest. Okay. Yeah. 39th minute, Bond has a header, well safe from a Dayton free kick. And you, when I spoke to you last night, you said that was an outstanding save that the man keep managed yeah. to hold it as well. Yeah, the fact that he managed to hold on to that is is absolutely impressive. And bearing in mind that Haringey lined up with eight eight first choice players that are out <laughs> their goalkeeper is their fourth choice goalkeeper made a great save um, as well and he he kept the minute to be fair to him that that I've not seen a goalkeeper make a save like that wow uh, he got down he's a big boy as well and he got down real fast real quick and he saved it one hand but then managed to sort of keep it with the second and just not let it let it go in I was like oh it's one to keep an eye out in yeah. on the highlights and the rest of the uh, half was played yes. out yeah, sorry. three minutes of injury time as the O's go in half time one nil down and looking at a potential upset, so one all down, I think you've kind of summed up the first half. It was yeah. a bit poor, players not really doing what expected. Correct. But then when you're playing a team two leagues below, you, you're always going to get that grit and fight and determination, aren't you, from the underdogs who are going to always want it more than yeah. the team. But I thought we were... St- someone, a Haringey fan, was talking behind me and he commented that it looked like we were playing their game. 
rather right, than okay. us playing our yeah, game, yeah. which I thought was quite an interesting Which is point. what they wanted us to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to take it to us, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. didn't overrule that and, and boss it, and that's what happens. So attendance was 1,133, and that easily smashed Haringey's previous record attendance, which I believe was 401, wow. which was in the last round of the Vars against Whitehawk. Okay. Um, so that was, that was decent. Um, and we've got a... I caught up with uh, Aki, who is the um, chairman and owner of, of Haringey Borough. Uh, caught up with him, so we'll hear a little bit more about, about that. Yeah, second half kicked off. No subs for the O's. Uh, as one of the linesmen had to be replaced due to injury. I missed that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice that's that. Why, that's why I kick off the second half with delayed. The linesman oh. was injured. So, second half, decent start by the sounds of it, as we had good pressure. Bond heads over in the 49th minute from a Woodison cross and Clay shoots over in the 52nd minute. Any more urgency at the start of the second half? Not of any note, to be honest right. with you. Not that I can sort of honestly recall. We've come out and all guns blazing. Not that I can remember. Uh, but in the 58th minute, we get a corner. Uh, Mackinough swings it in and at the back post, Josh Coulson was there and he just smashed it in. Yeah, seen, seen Absolutely smashed it. Have you seen that? Seen a bit, yeah. I think Carl Savage caught yeah, that. Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, it was a bit, a bit of potluck, really. Um, and that was absolutely fantastic. And then he ran over to, to the bench where the medical team were and, and, and celebrated nice touch. with them. Yeah, Very absolutely. nice touch. And good to see Josh getting on the score sheet and hopefully not having any negative aspects. So obviously after he scores, they sub him straight away. So he'd done an hour on a 3G pitch. That was what they and would. He scored that the was goal. always the plan. So good either to bring see him that. off earlier if we're more comfortable, or yeah, leave yeah. him on until about the 55th, yeah. 60th minute, and then bring him off for that rest. And he said he felt fine. I spoke to him after, and he said he felt fine. Good, good to hear. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, so Dan Happy replaced Josh Coulson just a minute later, as we've mentioned. But then five minutes later, more pressure from us as Clay has a shot saved, and then Happy heads wide from a corner. Um, Craig Clay's effort was was a good effort. I think that was the one. I oh know we're coming up to that one, but yeah, yeah that that was a, that was a good effort. Sixty eighth uh, minute Clay, that man again. Yeah, hits the post. So I'll he's about to 20, 22 yards out. Yeah, absolutely. Keeper was nowhere, um, an inch to the left, and that would have gone in. So that was really unlucky, actually. Good, a very good effort. Yeah. So unlucky not to be ahead at that point. Seventy yeah. eighth minute, another change for the O's. Alex Lawless is replaced by Matt Harold. Yeah, and only takes Mister Harold. One minute as he scored to put Orient in the lead with his first touch. So another corner this time for McEnough. So two assists for McEnough. So the sub was made at the corner point. So literally he's just come on right, for the and his first touch. Although it's a minute later, he's, nothing right. else has happened in the right, game. Right, right. So amazing. We're waiting for that corner to come in, for the ball to come back into play. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just headed it in with Brilliant. his first touch. So I've not seen this goal, but Harold was at the back post. Yeah. Gives Orient the lead. Two Straight one. header. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And their team are usually about 6'3", six, 6'4". Uh, the Harringay team, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had a load of them boys missing, so we were actually quite a tall team, and they were quite concerned at, about Dan Happy because Dan Happy's like six four, I think. Yeah, I mean that's exactly why Howard comes on, isn't it, to attack that ball? That's why we've got him. So good to see Howard doing his job. And in the next ten minutes, <clears throat> fairly quiet, eighty eighth minute, Harringay came close to an equaliser. So Richard's got to a long throw, and Brill tipped the ball over the bar, and then Brill saved good the header from Gordon. So a bit of a bit of late pressure from the. Uh, yeah, they and tried. The they gave it a go. They they were absolutely. They should feel no shame or no no um, sort of negativity from the fact that that they ended up losing that game at all. Yeah, good. And five minutes of additional time were played. Jamie Sanders White comes on for James Dayton. Heather shoots wide for Haringey, and the full time whistle goes as the O's make it through to the next round of the FA Trophy. So you were there, and obviously we do get to go to some of the post match press conferences, and you were managed to go to yesterday. So this is what Justin Edinburgh 
had to say after the match yesterday while he was talking to Dave Victor. Justin, thanks for joining us. Is it fair to say that the um, result was better than the performance? Um, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think um, I said I think we were on a high end to nothing. Win or lose, I think we were always be open to criticism. I thought we were more professional than anything today, and that's all you can ask when you come to Harringay Borough. You know, it's a potential banana skin, and for them to take the lead as early as they did, it made it very difficult. But you know, I thought. We, we did what we needed to do today. What was said at, at half-time? Because the second half, you seemed to take control of the game. Yeah, I thought we were... I thought they showed... Had a more greater appetite for the first half. And uh, that disappointed me. But And also, I just thought we needed to be calmer and, and more assured in possession of the ball. I thought we were a little bit wild and reckless with our clearances and our, and our middle play. Um, and I, I thought, we, you know, the boys uh, came out and, and, and produced a better second half. But... There's room for improvement, but like I say, in cup competitions, the only thing that matters is who wins. Josh Coulson, back in the side after injury, and he took his goal well. Yes, I thought he did very well in the whole game. I thought certainly, uh, even in the first half, I thought he looked assured. Uh, he didn't look like he'd been out for the length of time he did, but obviously uh, the icing on the cake for him to, to get the equaliser and us to be able to bring him off. Um, and very good for 60 minutes in the bank. Is he a player you want to sign now? Because the, uh, he's on loan, of course, from Cambridge United. Well, I, I, someone I admire, someone I know um, as a player, and someone I'd love to have at the team, uh, at, the, uh, at the club. So that'd be something that we hopefully we, we may be able to, to make happen. It was another Joby McEnough uh, corner and uh, super sub. You could time that to perfection, <laughs> didn't you, Matt Howard? Yeah, no first touch, uh, winning goal. You obviously, when you make substitutions, you, you're hoping for an impact and a, and a positive outcome, and, and we certainly got that within seconds of him entering the pitch. And back-to-back wins, as you say, it's a good habit. Absolutely. You know, we weren't at our best. Uh, difficult circumstances, everything expected of us, but, you know, it's back-to-back uh, -back wins, and that breeds confidence, and, and that's that's uh, something that you, you've got to value, and... That, that would take into next week. First win on plastic for the O since 1993. You'll be back on a synthetic surface <laughs> next weekend, of course. Of course. You know, we go uh, next week to Maystone, so we can't say that we're not being prepared for it. Um, and, and like I say, you know, there's, there's more confidence growing within the group now, so we want to keep that run going. Finally, for me, last week you were talking about uh, signings. Have you got any closer? Oh, it's a difficult time at the moment because there's not, you know, Everyone's aware that our window's open, but no one else's is. And if we're going to bring people to the club, you know, the only people I'm going to bring is if they make this team and squad better. So I think probably we'll have to be a bit patient. It probably won't be anyone perhaps coming to the club until the, the Football League's um, transfer window opens. But yeah, I th think when that happens, there'll certainly be reinforcements coming to the club. Thanks and congratulations. Thank you very much. So that was Justin Edinburgh there speaking to Dave Victor and a big thank you to Dave for giving us permission to use that interview and I really like what Justin has had to say in his post-match interviews. Straight Always up, makes good points, so very happy with that. So obviously <coughs> at the post-match interviews we get to speak uh, to other local reporters and one of our favourites is gorgeous George Sessions and he's got a, a lovely Christmas message coming up for you right now. Hello lads, it's George Sessions here from the East London Advertiser and the Recorder Group. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and the same to all your listeners. It's been a tough 12 months for us and tough's probably an understatement, 
but I think we can all agree the green shoots of recovery seem to be on the horizon. Let's hope for a great 2018. All the best. So that was George Sessions, and thank you to George for the message. And we couldn't really let Dave Victor get away without getting a message from Dave, who always speaks so clearly and makes always great points. So this is uh, Dave Victor's message uh, as well. Hi, this is Dulcet Dave wishing Paul and Steve and everybody at Orient Outlook Towers a wonderful Christmas. Let's hope your listeners will be hearing you reflecting on far more late Orient victories in 2018. That's amazing. So thank you. That's so <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that one. So thank you there to Dave Victor uh, for everything he's done and Joel Sessions uh, for the podcast over the last year. So Obviously, you were there, Mr. Levy. Your thoughts yeah. on yesterday's match? I literally just after the match, I wrote, "We won on a 4G pitch yeah. with a massive exclamation mark." So brilliant! But it was a game of two contrasting halves uh, of football, really. In the first half, we didn't look comfortable and confident at all. Uh, their number seven, who was rapid, gets in behind our defence, beats Brill in only the fifth minute. So you're thinking you're possibly on a hide into yeah. nothing here. Uh, in my opinion, as I said earlier, he shouldn't really be beaten there, but. You know, you're starting to think, here we go again. Cue the second half, though, and we were more purposeful in possession. We played more in their half. Really pleased, obviously, for Josh Coulson, who smashed his effort in, and also for Matt Harold, who scored with his first touch. Uh, they both went over to the physios to thank them, uh, which I thought was, was actually a really great touch. On a slightly negative point, there are a lot of players who were well below what we expect at our club, and they must turn up next week at Maidstone, which is also a 4G pitch, and show more passion fight and determination to win uh, we need to win more of the second balls we need to be more decisive with our passing and movement on and off the ball really well good summer good summary so for me you know i'm just happy we made it through but but only just having game made it difficult for us but in the end we just made it through cup games is all about winning games so like justin said regardless of performances and i think we have a real chance of winning this competition there's some big teams in the national league who've already gone out of it and it sounds like Justin wants to take this one really seriously. Good to see the team come from behind to get the win, which shows fight and spirit. And as Justin said, another win builds confidence. So the last two have been won. Glad to see Coulson back. A nice for him to get a goal on his return. Heard Moons was poor again. For me, that was quite surprising because it should be bread and butter for Moons a game yeah. like this. Credit to Harringay Barra for making such a tough match out of it. Um, but for me, yeah, like I already said, winning's a habit. It's good to see another one for Justin and the boys to build on next week so after the match obviously you've got to speak well to early tonight hours, yeah? early, early tonight. tonight actually yeah I couldn't I couldn't quite um, hang around uh, long enough it was it was really manic uh, for them there and uh, it was it was a really really good day it was a really good uh, good day out and it's certainly a ground I'll be going back to so we don't normally do this but we, um, we've got an interview with the opposition's chairman we just thought it was a good opportunity um, to speak to Speak yeah, Barrow's chairman. So, Paul, like you said, you spoke to him. I did. Yeah, uh, he's so. a he's an Orient fan. Actually, he was standing on the terraces in the seventies, wow. which he'll tell you about. Which is why I thought as yeah. an angle, but also something else that other O's fans may like to know about. So, uh, this is Aki, the chairman of uh, Haringey Borough, and we're going to listen to what he has to say for the next uh, several minutes. Enjoy. So, Aki, thanks very much indeed uh, for joining us. Just uh, obviously, we're recording the day, the day after, the day before, as it were. Just, just sum up your your thoughts on yesterday for us, and and you know what what that actually meant for your club. Oh, thanks, David. It was um, it was absolutely amazing. It was a fantastic day all round from start to end. Um, all of us were excited once the draw came out because of our own affiliations to uh, to the O's. Um, over the years, including my management staff 
um, but myself as well when I used to stand on the terraces when uh, when I was a young boy. So I did that for a number of years in the sort of Laurie Cunningham era and always had a soft spot for Orient. So to have drawn them in, in such a prestigious cup was absolutely amazing. And uh, as far as my thoughts on the day are concerned, it went better than we ever thought it could do. Um, I know the result didn't go that way, but to be honest with you, the result wasn't really the most important thing from my perspective. Um, I wanted to get people interested in our club, um, increase the profile of the club, which is exactly what happened. We had a thousand supporters, um, which was absolutely amazing. And it all went all went according to plan. I believe Orient gave you quite a bit of support as well, which is a which is a nice thing uh, for a sort of you know a fellow non-league club uh, to be able to do. And, and you gave us a scare in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we certainly did. That was a shock to the system when Michael burst down the right wing and scored with our first attack. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, just going back to the assistance Orient have given us, they've been fantastic from the minute the draw was made. I had a meeting. Um, at the club with the CEO and with the club secretary Lindsay and they offered us lots of help um, in terms of the ticketing arrangements, in terms of the stewarding. We then had the Orient steward, um, head of safety, uh, Craig Whitam, come down to the ground and assess the ground, um, prepare some reports for us, some evacuation procedures. He brought the stewards with him yesterday, I think there was about eight or nine stewards. Um, who uh, were absolutely amazing. And obviously our main concern was dealing with such a large crowd that we've never dealt with before. Um, and one of my biggest concerns was safety and making sure that everyone was safe when they came to the ground, that everyone enjoyed the experience and left safely. And that was achieved um, thanks to the help that Orient have given us. So really proud, really proud of everyone yesterday, all our assistants, all our volunteers. Um, and everybody came to the ground, behaved themselves impeccably. I was worried about the um, the pitch itself because it's uh, of a flammable nature, it's a plastic pitch. Um, but the Orient fans respected that. Um, they did absolutely nothing that could cause damage to the proof, um, which again I'm really uh, pleased and thankful for. No, absolutely, and you've got a very good, uh, very good stadium there. Um, in terms of um, you know the result yesterday, like you said, wasn't necessarily the the key objective there, um, and obviously everything uh, went to plan. I guess from a future perspective, um, I think a few people that were at the ground yesterday, and maybe those that weren't that are listening to this, um, you guys have an offer for fans of uh, other clubs to come and watch. Haringey Borough, haven't you? Tell yeah, us about absolutely. that. Well, yes, absolutely. We have um, this season, in fact, we, we did it last season and it attracted quite a few fans and more so this season. Uh, we have a free season ticket offer, absolutely free, no admin charge, no catch, free season ticket on um, for all of our home league games. And um, that's available to all. We have a number of fans from different clubs. We have Spurs fans, even, dare I say, Arsenal fans, Fulham um, West Ham fans, when they're away or when they're at loose ends on a Monday night because we play our league games on a Monday night, um, they come along and they support us, which is, which is fantastic and it creates a better atmosphere for our players, which is what we want to achieve. And it, and it gets people to know about our club and hopefully have some sort of small affiliation with the club, even though it will be their sort of second club, you know, it's just another league club where you 
would they go about applying for, for one of the free season tickets? Um, contacting the club secretary, John Bacon. Um, if they contact the club secretary, either through the um, website, uh, which is harringaybuckfc.net, or contacting John Bacon directly, his number will be on the um, website. Uh, we have the ticket available at the turnstile the very next time um, somebody attends. Is waiting for them at the turnstile. So, any final messages for uh, for the Orient players, fans, uh, and, and obviously your own supporters for, and, and support and volunteers from yesterday? Well, obviously I want to thank everyone who did come um, yesterday and helped us and supported us. Um, and I really want to wish the O's well. Um, obviously in the FA Trophy, I hope you get a kind draw um, tomorrow in the FA Trophy. You can go as far as you can in that competition. Uh, but more importantly, I want to see the O's get back to winning ways in the league. Um, I know it may be a tall order this season, but the playoffs are down to seventh place in the National League this season. So if they go on a good run with Justin Edinburgh, I'm sure um, we'll almost certainly and uh, inevitably get the best out of the group of players that you've got. Um, I'm sure that they can uh, hopefully get back close and get possibly get a playoff place this year. I mean, Justin's got experience of um, taking Newport out of this division, so he knows what's required. And I'm sure, given time, he will be able to um, do the best for Lake Norwich. I, hope, I really hope that happens for the club. And then, as I say, I want to thank everybody for um, their support yesterday and the assistance, particularly the Orient Gavers. And wish you all well for the future. And I think it's—I think I wouldn't be um, out of order if I was to, on behalf of everyone that, uh, from Leighton Orient that came to uh, Coles Park yesterday, Aki, to say thank you very much for your hospitality. Thank you very much for for everything that you've done to accommodate us. We had a, a, a terrific day out, um, even if our own performance wasn't necessarily what we expected. You know, you know, we, we we took the win, and just wanted to say thanks for all your hard work and everything that you did to make yesterday such a successful day. Uh, I was there, obviously. And, and, and had a great time and I, uh, I hope to be back very very shortly so uh, thank you very much indeed and, and thanks to all your staff as well for, for going to the great lengths that they did as well it was, uh, it was genuinely a great afternoon out thank you very much indeed that's my pleasure, it was an absolute pleasure to host you and I wish you all well oh yeah and uh, good luck to you guys as well for the rest of the season as well thanks very much Aki <laughs> so mustn't forget to, to wish them uh, all the very best in their season as well so thanks very much to Aki genuinely from from the heart I, I genuinely had a really great day out there they're, they're a great little club uh, and I shall be going back there so uh, those are the thoughts of the Harringay Borough chairman um, so now we have heard you've heard from us you've heard from Harringay so let's hear from some of our fellow fans so as always we get a huge amount of feedback after a match so thank you for it to everybody who's views came on into our social media accounts and again we try to read as many as we can out uh, but just because we read them it doesn't mean we agree yep. or endorse them uh, so Richard J Bourne tweeted and said 20 odd minutes of good play but the rest was poor we scraped through against a team who to be fair wanted it more At Matty LOFC Evans says we are through how he got the win doesn't matter needed to win today to keep the momentum going some of them Harringay players could do a job in an orange shirt that number 7 sounds like he, he was quite tasty with a bit of coaching yeah. I think he'll come good yeah David G Boone said is it just me but I really expect much more from pros against playing against part timers and don't give the pitch as an excuse yeah good point now, Timothy James CL2 says sincere respect to Harringay FC it was not as easy as a match as we expected and the final score was nowhere near as many had predicted they might let's work for our 
slim win and I hope they do well in their league this year yep at LOFC1971 said a win is a win don't care who it's against as it builds confidence and momentum easy to say should be putting part timers away but we've only won two games in three months take the win and be happy yeah, yeah CM Oriental says very fortunate to have won that we were not at the races until Josh scored with that header I was impressed with happy when he came on but hats off to Dean for that brilliant save at 1-0 that keeps us in the game. A win is a win and we will have to take it however it comes. Yeah, Vince Howard, 73, said was always going to be a banana skin, but glad we didn't cave in after going a goal down like we've done many times before this season. Yeah, That's a good point, point. Good point, Vince. At Lenton 4, says doesn't matter how you win in a cup, you just get the result. Performance wasn't ideal, but we got through and can definitely build on that. Full credit to Haringey Borough as well. At Matt Bristow said, today's win for LOFC was only their second in their last 56 games trailing at half-time. We won 1-2, drawn 14 and lost 40. <laughs> Other away win was at Hartlepool 3-1 on the 22nd of October 2016. So that's the unofficial Orient Stato. With an Oli Palmer double, I believe, on that one. At Orient oh, Fan wow. TV says two wins in a row. Can't grumble at that, especially after not winning in the previous 15 games. Thought Haringey Borough should have been two or three up by half time. A goal on his return for Josh Coulson and Matt Howard scoring with his first touch. Good substitution there by Justin. Yeah, at Orient Ballbag said, for me, the big plus I take out of today's, today's game is a month ago, we go one down, we lose. Today, we go down one down and win. Good points Good there. Point, yeah. LOFC Chair says, apart from Eldin, I don't remember a lone player having as much love as Josh Colson is among the Orient fans. Such a great character and player, and I, for one, hope he stays behind his loan and hopefully permanently celebrate with the doctor. Says it all. Hashtag top low. I think a lot of people probably agree with you there Justin like you said in the post-match interview hopes it will happen and wants to keep him at the club permanently absolutely Pandemonium 1881 said first half was pretty awful little quality on the ball didn't assert ourselves anywhere near enough second half was better got in amongst them made the pitch wider and kept the ball better in the cup getting through is the most important thing and we did it and I think that that's right we won ugly yeah. yesterday and so. something that Leighton Orient haven't done this season enough to win yeah. well win firstly and win ugly so yeah. yeah final word then goes to at Orient Meat Pie who says cup games are tricky cup games on 4G are harder all the shots Wrexham Hartlepool all got beaten by teams lower in the pyramid I agree with Edinburgh it's about getting a result in cup games and we did that so on to the next one. So like we said before, thank you for all your tweets. Those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. Yeah, absolutely. Prediction League update. So well done to Ron Sampson, 15, who predicted 2-1. But extra kudos to Elmo John, 7, and O's Fan Basing, who predicted 2-1, and Matt Harold to score. So you both get the bonus point. Yeah, well so done. Full tables on our Facebook page. So have a look to see who's top of the league and to check where you are in the Prediction League. And as always, thanks for all of your predictions. We get so many, it, it does get quite hard at points to, to work track out it. what's going on. But keep them coming in. Yeah, Sunday the 17th of December. So that's today as we record this week's episode. The ladies team was supposed to be in action against Wimbledon again. But unfortunately, the match was called off due to a frozen pitch. Yeah, and as mentioned in the Trust update, it was Theo's junior supporters Christmas party in the gallery with all the squad. So we started to see lots of pictures coming in, the kids with their favourite players and big group photos and always great to see. So well done again to everyone at the club for making that happen. And I'm sure a man who had a part to play in that was Leighton Orient CEO, Danny Macklin. And here's a message, a festive message from Danny Macklin. Danny Macklin here, Chief Executive of Leighton Orient Football Club. I'd like to wish all of our staff, 
supporters, sponsors and members of the Wolfen Forest community a very happy Christmas and a prosperous 2018. Thanks for your support. So thanks uh, to Danny for sending that message in. So mate, almost almost done with the podcast then. So fantasy this is, football yeah. update, flying through it. Sarah Garlic leads the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League on 1,003 points. So she's smashing it. So she's seven points ahead. Her second place, Dave Hayton, someone who certainly isn't smashing it is me. Didn't do my team on Saturday and slipped oh, to 123rd place. Mate, those are the breaks. It's two steps forward and three back with you sometimes. Those Come are on the now. breaks. Right. Positives and negatives this week yep. then. Um, so, positives. We are into the next round of the FA Trophy. Yep. We've won on a 4G pitch. For the first time since 1993. Yeah. And as, how's your luck there? Harold and Coulson back from injuries and scoring. Yeah, and as always, the away support yeah. from Orient there. Only two negatives uh, this week, which is good. So negatives, first of all, some individual performances. So some obviously not good enough yesterday. And lastly, conceding so early on always leaves you chasing the game. Like, yeah. like a few tweets alluded to, that happens a month ago. We're going to lose that game regardless of who we're playing against. But good to see that Justin getting spirit and fight back in the squad and we pulled it back so good result there so hero of the week then a few nominees we kept it down uh, this week uh, just to our decision didn't bother doing it on Twitter maybe we should have done maybe we'll consider doing that again but our hero of the week this week is well done to goal scoring defender uh, Josh Coulson yeah making his first appearance in September the 23rd gets a goal does one in defence gives it an hour and comes off and feels <laughs> fine after the game so Paul very lucky to speak to Josh after the game. Here is Josh Coulson's Christmas very, very short message to very you. Short. Here we go. No, to everyone. Josh Coulson here. I just want to wish all the Orient fans a very Merry Christmas and I hope you have a great day. Brilliant. That's all you need to say, that's Josh. All you need. That's, that's all you need. Short that's, and sweet. <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, next week's fixtures, we've just got the one fixture coming up uh, for us next week as the National League... Um, comment, uh, carries on uh, we travel away to or down south to Maidstone in Kent Maidstone are currently 11th in the National League they are just four points off a playoff spot in the FA Trophy on Saturday they absolutely hammered Torquay away 4-0 so they're actually doing quite well they'll obviously be full of confidence yeah. as well it's going to be another tough match on four, on a 4G pitch we've obviously got the score centre to practice on as yeah. well um, so the, you know I'm sure Justin's aware of that and, yeah, I hope so. and hopefully they'll be doing some some bits and pieces on that as well. Yeah, additionally, it is the draw, as we've already mentioned, for the next round of the oh, FA yes. Trophy. That's tomorrow at 1pm. That is live on TalkSport. So keep an eye on that. We'll be obviously going through that on our social media account. So that's it. Thank you for joining us for our episode 126, our Christmas special this year. So it's been another quiet week at the O's as Justin has been cracking on with the squad, looking to improve and climb the league. On Saturday, we saw another spirited performance as we made hard work at Harringay Borough but just had enough in the tank to avoid a cup upset as we came back from a goal down to earn a 2-1 win. Josh Coulson is back, which should prove to be a very effective return for a player who has marshalled the defensive points this season. And off the pitch, it's fantastic to see so many happy-looking players and young supporters at Theo's event at the club, which just shows you how the support is so strong for this club and how emotionally engaged everybody is. So we'll be back yeah. with episode 127 at some point between Christmas to be confirmed. and New Year it's going to be quite hard there's so many games it's not worth us doing one when there's a game the day after so we'll and try yeah and get Christmas, it. Christmas Eve is next Sunday New Year's no Eve chance. is two weeks time no chance of Christmas Eve um, or New Year's Eve podcast but we will endeavour to get one to you by the time everyone goes back to work after their Christmas we'll do one at some point yeah absolutely yeah. so um, if you're listening on iTunes 
please subscribe, give our podcast a review. We'd be ever so grateful to you if you could do that. If you listen on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, or any other uh, app that has uh, that has us on it, because I know there is a couple of others that we don't always mention, please add us to your favourites, and then that way you'll always have the podcast available as soon as we upload them. If you've got an older relative or loved one who you think will like the podcast, help them out, introduce them somehow. Uh, we'd be ever so grateful to you for that as well. So don't forget, if you're looking for a stocking filler, Orient Outlook mugs are still available, so all of yours now to avoid disappointment on Christmas Day. And a massive thank you to everyone who's appeared on tonight's podcast and who's given messages. You know, we just messaged people um, and they were very, you know, willing to come on. And so thank you to everyone who has yeah. sent messages in. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, have a great week, listen to the Orient Outlook podcast, and we'll leave you with the words of our wonderful chairman and have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Orient Outlook podcast. Hi everyone, it's Nigel Travis and guess what? It's very white outside here in Massachusetts. That means it's getting close to Christmas. Yeah, it's cold. It's about 23 degrees. Um, I guess that's about minus six in uh, uh, centigrade. Uh, So anyway... Um, it means it's Christmas season. It means that the O's will be playing over a busy holiday season. Um, great 4-1 win last week. Um, hopefully our form has turned. We've got the trophy this week to look forward to. And then we've got three games over the Christmas and New Year period. Um, very much looking forward to seeing the home game on the 30th and the away game at Dagnum. Uh, looking forward to seeing all the away fans who have been absolutely incredible. And I want to take this opportunity to wish everyone and their families a very happy holiday season. Um, Looking forward to you getting lots of Leighton Orient gifts in your uh, visit from Santa. And what I'd also say is the fans, both before the takeover and after, have been incredible. You truly are the 12th person on the field. Uh, Thank you for all you've done. We're looking forward to 2018. And with that, uh, hoping to see you over the holiday period. Enjoy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. So that's Nigel. We're just going to play you out now with one of our Christmas favourites. Up the O's. Yes. Uh-huh.